talks number three and we're gonna talk about alcohol now that doesn't need a whole lot of introduction so we're gonna start with something else what is that illuminati eye on your wall Gus? <laughs> that one <laughs> exactly i got that uh, a special gift from bente who is doing an internship uh, with me as you guys know um so uh, she made a very nice uh, present and i thought that's oh, cool just to have that eye there to to keep track of me and to watch me <laughs> they didn't style of the lord of the rings right right the eye is this, always this kind of feels like <laughs> a hint that you're kind of clumsy with your work and that she always is keeping an eye on you maybe actually maybe she actually has some superpowers so actually this is just something that she can really see it's possible so she has a se separate <laughs> eyes everywhere so she can actually see exactly what i'm doing yeah, you, you have an amazing backside, uh, Cas. Okay, back to alcohol. Um, so let's start very, very simple. Just to uh, discuss a little bit if we drink and if so, what. And after that, we can uh, have a chat about the science of alcohol. Is it good? Is it bad? For who is it good? For who is it bad? So, Milan, do you drink? And if so, how much, what, when, and why? I'm very happy that I'm always the first to go. <laughs> um, I do drink some alcohol. I would say it's uh, it's fairly limited. Um, but yeah, I do. I would say yeah, a couple drinks per week, max. Like there are weeks that I don't drink any alcohol, and there are drinks that I have like a social gathering or something, and I have a couple more so then the average is like around a couple okay, couple so per week i think alcoholics they always say oh i drink a couple so can you specify <laughs> it a little bit more <laughs> shit <laughs> no uh, no it's fine i think like on average then like two three yeah a week or a day <laughs> yeah, this is literally like the first thing we tell our <laughs> students, please specify a unit of time. No, per week. Okay. That's, uh, that's not too bad in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Floof, what about you? Um, so probably less than Milan, surprisingly. No, I think um, probably average about one drink a week. Uh, so like one unit, one glass of wine or something. Except for barbecues with your uh, boss. Uh, exactly. Alan. Now, the thing with me as well <laughs> is that I um, I can go like months without drinking. And then maybe there'll be a barbecue at my boss's place. And then uh, and then there's all the alcohol there. <laughs> okay. And that boss I mean, if it's is free. still your boss? or He's, he's still my boss. <laughs> he wasn't my boss then. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it actually worked. Yeah. You, you may like you got him drunk as well or... Exactly. And then I made him give me a position. <laughs> Gus, how about you? You also got the same boss, uh, Professor Luke van Loon, drunk to get a job? Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't make it. I think that's what, it, what the females generally do. <laughs> they uh, feed them drunk and then they uh, they get a job. Um, I heard I heard this story, honestly, before. And we're canceled. Really? <laughs> now, uh, yeah, for me, it's really on and off. Um, I had my periods that I drank a lot. Uh, not alcoholic, but just, you know, you go out in the weekends and stuff before I did the PhD, obviously. Um, so I used to drink quite a lot. And now I actually I went on a 
brief holiday recently so of course then you go out and you drink a little bit or whatever is possible with 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 these COVID times uh, before that, actually for two months i didn't drink i was really watching my diet again and uh, go to the gym which i'm still doing but um yeah i mean on holiday i went was a little bit more relaxed about uh, alcohol and uh, diet and stuff and actually last saturday i had a wedding of a good friend of mine so also there then you know what happens so you're gonna drink so it depends on the period depends on what's going on if it's a gathering generally i do drink and sometimes it's just a little bit and sometimes you just get a couple of glasses in so it depends it depends really on the situation for me okay so it sounds like uh all of you are mostly social drinkers yep. yeah yeah so I, I had a period that i was went for like a whiskey every evening but that period is kind of done now not because i don't like it but i just yeah i just it's not happening anymore. You, you were Every trying evening. to be a sophisticated drinker, which you just gave exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Was it by yourself or with a group of fellow whiskey drinkers? Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes even by myself. I was just okay. behind my in the evening, just either watching something or just behind my, lap, my, my laptop doing whatever, work or just <laughs> whatever. And then I like a nice glass of whiskey. I thought I thought it was cool, even though nobody else saw it. I thought for myself, actually, it's pretty cool. Now it, it equates to the housewife's uh, glass of wine every evening in the bathtub. So exactly. <laughs> so I uh, so now you're now I'm probably uh, drink the the least of us. Well, I'm 100 sure I drink the least of us. Uh, but it's quite easy. I just don't like alcohol. I don't like the taste. So I only drink every now and then for a social event but then still nine of the ten social events i don't um but like if if a friend brings like a bunch of beers for the whole group and they have one left then usually they hand it over and like i don't hate it i'm not trying to avoid it at all costs so then i'll have it but i would never ask for it or grab it myself for example drink uh maybe a glass of champagne with new year uh and maybe once a year like i'll uh, i'll drink some at drinking games and in general i'm way more competitive than than is good for me or especially the people around me and then especially with drinking games i actually don't want to drink the alcohol so i'm even more intense so People tell me I'm I'm intense during drinking games, but basically what my drinking is the, the the standard is I drink zero unless there's a social event. I'm like ah okay let's let's not be Mister Nutrition Tactics for a second. Let's be fun yarn, and then it very rapidly turns into oh yarn wants to win at drinking games and. <laughs> but I thought the the if you win at a drinking game, then you're drunk, right? No, well de depends <laughs> on. How you want to play it? That's how you play the drinking games, Ali. But um, <laughs> Gus, you're, you're, no, no, I'm just gonna. I, I, I'm not sure. Did you ever had like a real beer? Because I mean, like just a beer, how it should, is supposed to taste? Because I, I know that you're the guy that always puts salt in everyone's beer. So I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> oh, if those guys always get back to you. Just order beers. So while you're there, is also one for you. You always got the one with the salt, which obviously must taste nasty. So maybe you never actually had a real beer, and that's why I don't like it. So that's, maybe you should try it once. That's that's possible. But yeah, that brings me to the next topic. So you mentioned that you had like your uh, whiskey period. Uh, let's uh, get back to you, Milan. What's your uh, favorite beverage? Well, I mean, I've also had 
a time that I would have like very occasionally a whiskey. Uh, but usually it was when I was just, you know, like Friday or Saturday evening, like chilling on the couch with uh, with Lika. And then I thought like, ah, you know what? Like I could go like for a really easy sip of whiskey now and then. Um, so yeah, I, I do prefer that like whiskey, but I also prefer like some uh, some special beers now and then, like, but just a couple usually. Okay. Floof. But my favorite is it's it's gonna sound really Margarita. bad, but like <laughs> I know Milan thinks it's a margarita. I do I do love cocktails, and in fact, to say my favorite cocktail, it's a margarita. But my favorite alcohol just depends on my mood. Maybe sometimes I really enjoy a beer. Sometimes I really enjoy a glass of wine. Just depends on how I'm feeling. So I don't think I'm very picky with that. Okay. So. When's the last time uh, you were drunk, uh, Floof? <laughs> uh, how do you classify drunk? <laughs> uh, as a funny story happened. Mm. <coughs> carnival. I think I think it was carnival. <laughs> okay, so for well, uh, for year, everyone right? who's not yeah. Dutch, um, can you explain? While well, you're not originally Dutch, so it no, will be interesting true. coming from your perspective. Can you explain what carnival is? Okay, so my explanation of Carnival. So, yeah, basically, like in the south of the Netherlands, mainly um, every year in like February, I think they have um, a week of Carnival or I think it's supposed to technically be like what the Monday and the Tuesday. I'm not sure. And everyone like just goes out, gets really drunk, drinks lots of beers all day long and wears weird costumes like a, a cow suit or something. And they play really terrible music as well. So that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of for the for the international people. It's kind of like, um, how do you call it? Uh, I forgot. How's the American thing called where you dress up as something scary? Halloween. Halloween. Ah, Halloween. Uh, so it's like Halloween, but except it's like the whole day and it's like several days long and it's not necessarily spooky. Um, so it's just an over-the-top version of uh, Halloween. All right. So Floof wants to get drunk again. Uh, <laughs> what's what's the best way to do it? Uh, because you hear all kinds of strategies about getting drunk. Uh, people were expecting the science of how alcohol in, impacts their body. They probably weren't <laughs> expecting the, the science of how to get drunk. But... How should you get drunk? Like, let's say your goal is to get drunk. Do you drink uh, everything in one go? Do you drink all day long? Should you drink with a straw? Do you? Does it matter whether you drink beer or alcohol or shots? Anyone has any um, ideas, strategies? And as much as in one go as possible. <laughs> why? So, uh, yeah, so... Why? Why is that? Um, so you break down alcohol at a rate of about a glass an hour. Um, so if you, let's say if you want to get drunk, uh, I think then the advice should be, um, <laughs> drink a lot fast and obviously with the digestion absorption story. Um, so if you have an empty stomach, it goes also faster into your systemic circulation. So if you already have like a lot of. I mean, that's always what I used to do, right? When I didn't want to get drunk, if I went out and just have like a good big meal that I actually have like a solid ground 
in my in my stomach so i was wasn't sure that i was wasn't getting that trying that fast but i think the opposite would be working if you are actually planning to to get drunk as fast as possible so because so, i tried that tactic Which and it one? got me super nauseous and i puked like all over the place <laughs> so you puked all the food out and then the alcohol still and so yeah still got drunk <laughs> yeah that's yeah, also you're... an interesting one your puking uh, stories uh, drop the viewership by the second, uh, Milan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's ex exactly like Gus uh, says. Like because your body is kind of breaking down alcohol at a steady state. Uh, if you overwhelm your body with a lot of alcohol at once, that alcohol will stay in your body for a long time. But if you drink the same amount of alcohol, let's say those five beers, not at once, but one every hour but you also break down one an hour you never get like a very large amount of alcohol in your blood uh, at the same time so yeah maybe honestly, you if you, be aware if you that, go, go ahead yeah maybe be aware there could be some exceptions so apparently for milan that's the opposite <laughs> it works better to just oh. have food before and then well milan has probably the weirdest gi tract of anyone i know <laughs> like <laughs> milan <laughs> like out eats me by like a factor 100 per, 100% per meal but if he has to drink a protein shake and i think two or three studies now from our lab he has consistently been the slowest protein shake drinker in the world so i, I like i don't know how is that possible how you can eat so much in a meal but struggle with a baby shake but at the same time like milan also has the most sensitive stomach he's also uh, <laughs> puked in a bunch of studies hasn't he <laughs> well milan Only in general once. is the most sensitive so i guess we should not pick on him uh, this much I'll, I'll save you milan now in my defense it it is the morning because i just i'm a terrible like eater or drinker in the morning and then like during the day like my my hunger just builds up and then in the evening, if we eat together, you're in that. That's when it all, uh, like, hunger is peaking. Uh, you're like, uh, your body wants to do intermittent fasting, uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But uh, another thing you hear quite a lot is um, you shouldn't mix different drinks together. Uh, any truth to that? Uh, if so, how, how does it work? Any, any ideas? Yeah, well, yeah, that just makes you think of the, the one study that I made an infographic for, uh, which was about like they had uh, different groups were, that were drinking uh, wine or beer or a mix of both. So they actually had one group have wine and then beer and another group beer and then wine. And then they measured like hangover uh, scale the next day. And it didn't matter what order you drank it in as long as they, you had the same like level of drunkness determined by your um, percentage of uh, alcohol in your blood, then you had the same. But I don't know how it goes for mixing a whole bunch of other different alcohols that have different other ingredients in them, like cocktails or other things that might obviously have an effect on you as well. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty jealous of that study. Like, I think the type of research we do is awesome. But if you do a study like that, how good is your story at every party? Like, oh, let's let's bring the alcohol expert guy in here. <laughs> and how much fun must uh, must those studies be? Maybe not the next day when you're like calling your subject to uh, ask them to rate their hangover. But other than that, everyone loves you. 
Yeah, but I think you'd be a bit of a hypocrite if you were like a, a leader of that study since you don't drink. Yeah, I'm just not biased. Well, maybe I'm very biased. No, I, I think I'm... Let, I can be honest, I would be very biased. I would love for to show negative effects of alcohol so I can make fun of everyone else. <laughs> I actually have some maybe funny story uh, on that kind of topic related. So I hope he's not watching, but I have a good friend. I'm pretty sure he's not watching now. Uh, so if but he's not watching, you can mention him by name, right? No, maybe, maybe don't do that. I can still say, <laughs> now I meant someone else. You know that, <laughs> we, that the, whole, year... the whole viewership is now going to hunt him down and try to figure out who it is. But go on. So we went to a party. This is years ago. We were like early 20s, I think. And we were like drinking. You know how it goes. And uh, at some point he was coming to me with like a really smashed face. And he was like, oh man, I'm getting drunk. And I said, like, yeah, you, I think you already kind of are. He's like, yeah, maybe you're right. I need to get a bit more sober. So I think I'm going to switch from beer to wine. And he was serious about it. So then he was drinking wine instead of beer. And he actually thought this is going to make me more sober instead of getting me more drunk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the exact opposite. Especially since wine has like higher percent than beer, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, honestly, it, it, it's a great prank on your friends. If you it's like, if one of your friends like, oh, I'm drunk, I probably shouldn't drink a whole lot anymore. Then you just say, no, 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 you should have a glass of wine that will cancel it out. Like, yeah, exactly. you, you can ruin your friends. <laughs> um, I think my next topic is perfectly suited for Milan. Um, Milan, does alcohol give you a beer belly? <laughs> I feel uh, attacked. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, probably no. But I mean... Alcohol is uh, quite like rich in calories, um, so I mean you can gain fat, you can gain just body weight from from drinking a lot for sure. Um, but I mean, like you always hear the stories that oh he has like a like a beer belly, and that's I think that doesn't make any sense because it's not that the beer calories know like oh we're gonna sit in the belly, like it doesn't make any sense. So I mean it's just that those guys well it's usually guys with beer bellies uh <laughs> that they have like uh just like you know that genetics and that just that's where they build up all their fat so i mean it's also girls really but they just they just tell you that they're pregnant but that's also good. <laughs> you just don't know. then that just reminds me of a story about you ali but maybe we shouldn't go into that one <laughs> that one's pretty funny too <laughs> and uh you often hear that alcohol gives you like a fatty liver. Is that in any way contributing to uh, a beer belly or is that a myth? And uh, or does alcohol not contribute to a fatty liver at all in the first place? Any Anything you know about it, Milan? I know a bit like, okay, for sure, alcohol can contribute to fatty liver because you have a condition and that is called like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease so, i mean i think generally fatty liver is alcoholic then good deduction uh, yeah. um so i mean yeah it, it for sure has an effect but i don't think um i don't think that is related to beer belly at all uh, i just think that because the liver probably needs to like process all the alcohol or something like break it down uh that then somehow yeah 
I'm actually not sure about the mechanism. Well, we yeah, have yeah. Uh, Mr. Liver size over here, uh, Gus. So uh, how <laughs> big? Uh, how big is a healthy liver? Just in in volume, uh, Gus and weight. In volume or in kilo? In kilograms, it would be about one point five kilograms roughly and volume i generally measure but that's almost the same yeah. i would generally say you know what i used usually measured in healthy young guys is about 1.8 liters but generally i think you can safely assume it's about one and a half kilograms. Yeah. so your, your liver would have to 10x before it gives you a really fat belly right so it's it can't possibly be the liver that creates a beer belly. So in general, like Milan says, a beer belly is just mostly unlucky genetics that you just store a lot of fat there. Um, but that doesn't mean alcohol is harmless because it contains a lot of calories. And uh, well, a lot of people unfortunately drink quite a lot of it and then the calories really uh, add on unless you throw up all your food because of it like Milan. <laughs> yeah, that actually reminds me. I, I have a I have a good friend who. It's funny how all these stories are about all your friends. First <laughs> of all, all you guys do is work. You don't have any friends, so I know all these stories are about you. But go on. No, they're about you, young. Yeah, you're this is about my my good friend. I'm your boss. <laughs> I'm not your friend. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so. So my friend, she told me recently that she like wanted to uh, lose some weight and get fit. And uh, she wasn't sure like where her fat was coming from um, because she doesn't eat too much. Right. And so I've told her like, okay, like send me a picture of everything that you eat. And she was right. She doesn't actually eat that much. But then I asked her like, what about your alcohol intake? And she's like, oh shit, alcohol has calories. And she obviously drinks a lot. So yeah problem or what's it called yeah i i solved the mystery <laughs> okay let's uh, cover a few questions uh, by chat um the first asked uh, about that study you mentioned about the hangovers uh, the next morning um and uh favorite asked is that study not hard because everyone like hangovers are so subjective um, so can you really compare those treatments? Um, how would you answer that, uh, Floof? Yeah, well, so it is subjective. Uh, and I think, yeah, that's why you also have like, uh, you randomize the people into the different groups. And if your sample size isn't just ridiculously small, then it should, you should have the natural variation between the people anyways. Uh, so yeah, that should kind of cancel it out. So you know I, I don't mean. know from top of, uh, of by heart, um, but was it not crossover or? Oh yeah, I, no, I you're right was. actually. Yeah, yeah so, can so you it, briefly yeah. cover what crossover is and why it matters in this situation? Yeah, so what they did, okay, no, you're absolutely right. So um, the four groups, um, it was actually the same people in each group, but that they, uh, they all underwent the, the different uh, interventions. So um, all, let's say they had 10 people. Um, they all drank the beer one time, drank a, a, the wine alone one time, and then like that. So in that sense, you have the same person evaluating their own hungoverness. Yeah, so you really compare how drunk do you get with 
vodka and how drunk do you get with wine and how drunk do you get with beer and compare that and not how drunk does Kaz get with beer versus how drunk does Milan get with wine. Okay, next question from S. Cosby. Um, is it a myth that you can cure a hangover or uh, at least improve it by drinking a glass of alcohol uh, the morning of a hangover? Anyone uh, know whether that's true or not? And if so, how it's supposed to work? And maybe it helps with like a headache just because you don't, you don't feel it anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. I have... Out of experience, it does work that way. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, you're, you're not curing the hangover, you're just delaying it because you'll get drunk again. And then when you're like finally sobering up, you'll just feel it again. I uh, remember reading something about it a long time ago and I forgot all the details, but they went in all kind of very complex theories of how like a metabolite of alcohol is kind of what's causing the headache and how drinking alcohol, then first you're focusing on metabolizing that and therefore the metabolite is less influential at the moment so i forgot all the details of whether or not it works in general my recommendation is don't try it don't <laughs> just stop you drank enough just just stop <laughs> um so next question is uh alcohol doesn't get stored in the body so uh is it true that when you consume alcohol that's like the first thing you metabolize uh, and therefore the other nutrients um, like carbohydrates and fat that's uh, available, those are stored as fat. I see the floof disagreeing. So what's your take on this? Yeah, so I think it just depends on how many calories you're intaking versus how much calories you're expending, right? So, just the so same, the same with any, like regardless of alcohol, if you uh, eat too much uh, it doesn't matter if it's from fat or protein or carbs you're going to store some of that as fat and if you eat too little even if it's pure fat or pure carbs you're going to lose weight so with alcohol it's the same right yeah so that's, that's a good point. it is true that there is like a preferential order of which nutrient you use for energy so you ideally use well it depends on, on a lot of things but Alcohol, ideally, you metabolize that for the other nutrients. Uh, so, yes, you could argue that under conditions where you're metabolizing alcohol, the other ones are more likely to end up as fat. But whether you consume 500 calories as alcohol or 500 calories as carbohydrates, the net effect on fat mass would be exactly the same. In the end, it's just the calories that, that matter. So I guess the good news is that Calorie for calorie, fat is not worse for fat mass than uh, any other calorie. No, I think it is good to mention because it is correct that the alcohol, you you yeah, you can't store it. Um, and then you have these guys that you see often, they go out, they drink a lot of alcohol, and then they go to kind of a kebab place or something to eat also a lot of food. And that's then, I mean, if you're worried about gaining weight and stuff and you already had like a, a lot of meals and you're maybe already in energy balance and probably you are if you drink a lot of alcohol because it can actually add up a lot in calories that's maybe not a smart thing to do 
So um, we discussed the effect of alcohol on, on fat mass. Um, what about the other side of the coin? What about muscle mass? So uh, it's quite common that you hear that athletes should avoid alcohol. Um, is there any truth to that? Is alcohol indeed very bad? Like because basically for fat mass, we said it's calories, whether whether you have carbohydrates or fat or alcohol, it's, it's all the same. So for muscle, does uh, do calories from alcohol are they worse for muscle mass than any other calories, or does it also not really matter? Yeah, so alcohol is bad for muscle mass. I mean, if you look at it from a perspective from research that has shown both in rodents and also in humans, if you drink, I mean, you have to drink quite a bit of alcohol, but that's what typically guys or girls would do if they go out. Uh, then it does actually lower muscle protein synthesis rates. It does uh, do that apparently via the mTOR pathway. Not really here to go into a lot of detail, but that's one of the mechanisms why it seems to impair it. Um, it also lowers, at least if you drink again, quite a bit of alcohol can lower your testosterone level. Um, in males, actually, that's maybe important to, to mention here. In females, I think it's a bit less clear what, what the effects are and doesn't seem to have such an effect. But anyways, those are all important factors, of course, for muscle uh, muscle health and muscle mass. So if you are drinking a lot, um, you will at the end end up with lower uh, muscle mass as if you wouldn't drink for a long period of time because you continuously have a lower muscle protein synthesis response, essentially. So in that way, uh, yes, if you are a bit of a serious drinker and also for a chronically, that could impact your, your muscle mass negatively. Okay. And what if you're a more casual drinker that maybe enjoys a glass of wine every day, uh, maybe just one glass of wine every day? Yeah, is that... I think then you, then you don't have to worry that much. I think it's serious. It gets more serious if you drink serious amounts of alcohol on a daily basis. And that would have an acute effect if you would drink like several beverages. So I don't, I'm, I wouldn't say one or two wines or maybe glasses of beer. That shouldn't be such an issue. But if it's like, uh, let's say about eight, 10, 12 glasses of, of, of alcohol, then, then that could have an effect on uh, lowering your muscle protein synthetic response. And, um, and also your testosterone levels and stuff. I, uh, a lot of, a lot of, young guys let's say age 21 um that's like an age where uh you go out a lot uh and then maybe once a week or maybe twice a week you drink like 10 drinks uh but also you want to be like the man at parties while going out so maybe you work out three four times a week um does one or two nights well let's keep it at one there's one night of let's say 12 beers how how bad is that effect would you would you say like yeah it will have a negative effect but compared to training really well and your overall caloric balance i wouldn't worry too much uh like how how bad do you feel alcohol like one night of alcohol is i mean you can still grow muscle obviously if, if the rest of the week you are fine and you're training and your diet is on point uh, you have enough protein intake etc you can still grow muscle and strength definitely um, it is the case if you would drink a lot, um, you would have a small acute effect that's just 
lowering your progression in a way. Um, but it's not to say, I mean, if you're just what you say, if you just want to have the benefits of both, you want to gain some muscle, you want to be strong and you want to be able to drink alcohol one day a week in the weekend. Yeah, you can do that because you can still grow muscle, etc. If you would be a serious bodybuilder or whatever, powerlifter that's really focusing just on, on getting as much muscle or strength as possible, then I wouldn't recommend to do it. Uh, but it's a bit of the balance that I think you have to create for yourself. What is your, what do you want in life? What do you want to achieve? And yes, it is, again, it is possible to, to get the benefits of both, but it depends on what, where you, yeah, what your goal is at the end. Yeah. So, um, yeah, doing like fitness training, trying to improve your physique is of course uh, a bit different than a lot of other sports that are more performance based, uh, where like, it matters what you do right now and not, oh, I've been training three times a week, so my muscle protein synthesis is elevated. So are you guys aware of research uh, of more acute effects of alcohol? Like, so Milan, you have an athletic background, right? <laughs> You're saying it as if I'm not athletic at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean like... I think his background is just like, see like uh, just a wall and uh in the fridge, I don't think really <laughs> athletic. Full protein. Well, I usually sprints ah. to the to the fridge. But like, what what did you do? Like, which type of sports? Uh, yeah, like I did athletics, yeah. so I mean, track like and which, field. Yeah. Uh, so I did uh, a long time. I did like throwing, so javelin, discus, shot put, and then also quite some time I did uh, a lot of sprinting. Yeah. So. I don't know, maybe you have a lot of experience. I wouldn't be surprised. But how bad do you think drinking alcohol maybe the night before training or even a competition? I don't know if you did competitions. Uh, how bad would that be? Or let's say you have five drinks before, just before your competition or just before practice. Do you feel that would influence your, your skills slash performance or... Are the effects of alcohol more like a long-term negative effect? It's actually funny that that you ask me that because uh, when I was like around 16, when I was actually like uh, high level, uh, especially at discus, um, I uh, I won like the national championship and I was asked to train with like a regional coach that was like a pretty high, uh, like Dutch coach, whatever. Uh, and then I was like, of course, uh, I want to train. But then it was like uh, Sunday morning at like nine or something. And it was in uh, Rotterdam, which was also like uh, a whole ride from uh, where I lived back then. Um, so, yeah, obviously, my parents had to drive me each Sunday morning. But that was also around the time that I like started going out on the Saturday evening. And then on Sunday morning, I would just uh, go there and to like train with uh, a lot of like the best people <laughs> of the country. Um, but yeah, I can uh, I can say that it probably affects uh, your, your your training session if you uh, drink too much. I'm so happy with this story because, dear listeners, now you see what happens if someone is a national <laughs> champion. They start drinking <laughs> and then they end up as a pathetic PhD student. So don't drink. <laughs> Avoid it. 
<laughs> or you end up like like Milan. <laughs> but like how much how much were you drinking? Were you like drinking three glasses, five glasses, ten glasses? Because I think one of the most important messages of this show will be like it's very clearly a dose response with alcohol. We already mm-hmm. discussed that because you break down like one drink per hour and that's depends on your body size so if you're like a petite lady uh it's a little bit less um but therefore if you drink a lot in a short period it's just like each additional drink hits exponentially harder than the previous one so there's a big difference mm-hmm. between drinking one glass five glasses and ten glasses so what what numbers were we talking about where you didn't feel so well the next day yeah i yeah, I mean, back then it was pretty bad. I would say like around ten, like on the evening. Little and it was like long. Year old Milan. Yeah. Thinking he was the man in light life. But when you say ten, you mean like units or pints or? Ten liters. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have believed you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, like just like ten beers, but then. Like around that age, we would also like start quite early and then like go until like way too late in the night. And so you and basically then, like, you did everything wrong you could possibly do wrong for your athletic career. Uh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. But I mean, that saved me from a career in a, a sport that there's no money. <laughs> yeah. So you went into research. Yeah. Where there's also uh, no money. That, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe one day you'll make the nutrition tactics money, uh, Milan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, but that's all like the night before. So I wonder, like, like hangovers, like it's it's very it depends on the person, I guess. But in a lot of groups, if you have like a hangover, and you text your buddies like, "Oh, I'm so hangover," you're kind of cool, right? Like, yeah, I was drinking a lot yesterday. So I wonder feeling crappy the next day, including at practice, like obviously hangovers is a real physiological phenomenon, but also I wonder how much of your decreased performance is placebo that you're like, oh, I'm supposed to feel bad. And maybe your head hurts, like maybe you have a hangover, but does it actually mean you cannot perform as well? Like I have no clue because my hangover experience is close to zero because I'm a professional, <laughs> but I, I just I just wonder uh, what it is. I mean, it could be, uh, but yeah, I still think that uh, drinking alcohol then maybe like just before will for sure be be bad. And I think uh, there's also like a study on this. I think even on sprint performance and like multiple distances and think like the conclusion was that there was like alcohol right before uh, sprinting is bad for performance and it's dose dependent so like every beer you drink more you will just be slower yeah like not that surprising i guess like everyone i I guess a lot of (laughs) viewers are like hoping we have the best evidence way uh, of justifying their alcohol use but the answer is just the less you take, the better it is. Um, like you don't have to worry. It's like there is like a pretty nice study, like a 10 week study where uh, subjects do hit interval training for 10 weeks. And I then on average subjects uh, drink two to three glasses of alcohol and you don't really see a negative impact on body composition. 
two of three glasses per day even so that's quite a lot over a whole week of a yeah over the whole week or especially over the 10 week period so if you keep it at two to three glasses the effects seem to be relatively minimal um, but again keep in mind that each additional glass hits exponentially harder so i would be very skeptical uh, or just not recommend people to go above three uh, but up to three is really not that bad i mean maybe also good to mention that what you also said costs about like uh, alcohol lowering protein synthesis i think like the, the the only human study i know they gave like 12 drinks and then yeah obviously they saw like protein synthesis a bit down and uh i think they eat, you could even like counteract it a bit by eating protein um but yeah that is like 12 drinks and yeah i'm not really sure how how large the effect is percentage wise but yeah i can imagine that a couple drinks uh, would would not do that much do you mean for protein synthesis or more for for exercise subsequent exercise performance yeah for for protein synthesis as well uh because Jorn just said about like the body composition mm -hmm. so i mean yeah like two two three yeah uh, two three per day like i really wouldn't recommend uh, but still, like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me if you look at those studies. Um, you you see the negative effects generally with pretty high doses. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but also at the same time with the study that you mentioned about the HIT training, were these people who were already doing HIT training or was that kind of a new thing? I don't know if you remember. Yeah, no, that was a new thing for them. But it was compared to a control group who... Um, um, so the control group, so all subjects started doing HIIT training. No, that's, I'm, no. Yeah, it was a big study, so I'm confusing all the groups. But uh, no, there was one group who didn't do any HIIT training. And then you had four groups who, uh, so that was the real control group. And then you had four groups um, of which some drink and some didn't drink, but they all did HIIT. And all the groups that started doing HIIT training improved in body composition and the alcohol didn't make the improvements significantly worse. Um, so again, that suggests that alcohol doesn't, uh, that moderate alcohol intake doesn't drastically impact uh, the effect of exercise. Uh, again, very likely dose dependent. Uh, and also, I don't know if this is what you were hinting at, but uh, if people start exercising, the effect of exercise is of course very strong. So maybe the pot potential negative effects of alcohol are just not strong enough to do something against that. If you're a little bit higher level athlete, uh, maybe there the relative damage is much more because you basically need to uh, optimize everything, your nutrition, your sleep, everything to get to the next level. And there maybe alcohol just prevents that from happening. Um, that's possible. but. My assumption is that most people who are even interested in drinking, you know, casual alcohol are not the elite athletes anyway, other than our national champion Milan who ruined his career. <laughs> um, another question by favorite um, who asked if there's like a best type of alcohol, if you, you know, kind of the scenario we discussed earlier, you train like a couple times a week, but you want to go out like once a week, just have a bit of fun, not like be a, a slave of bodybuilding, so to speak. Uh, is there like 
a type of alcohol that we recommend, uh, like beer, wine, or uh, is it just uh, about the calories? He's basically asking. So if I take like hard liquor, uh, I basically just get alcohol with all without all the extra calories. Would that be better for body composition? Um, what do you think, um, Cas? Yeah, I would do that. Um, if if you're concerned about body composition, I would go with like a spirit, for example, or like a shot. And what I generally myself actually prefer is to go with something like rum with Diet Coke. So then you still have alcohol and quite a lot of it because obviously in rum there's a serious amount of alcohol. But it's like in terms of the calories, you're better off when if you would compare it with like a beer or even like a cocktail, which generally has a lot of calories, depending on what type of cocktail you get, of course, but a lot of sugary stuff and, and stuff in there. But yeah, from body composition perspective, I would always go with like something like a spirit or like rum, for example. Um, I think sherry even has like very low amounts of calories. I once looked that up. Uh, white wine. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> some, some like dry wine or something if you really don't like spirits. But yeah, so yeah, the, you have better, you have like the better options for body composition perspective. So that's why I was would like try to go with rum if I'm out. I uh, so I love how you looked up the uh, caloric content of all yeah, these of alcohols. Of course, I mean I'm I'm a little a little bit concerned about uh, the physique. No, but it's like that's perfect. Like, like everyone has their own like goals. Some people uh, don't care about nutrition at all. Other people are pro bodybuilders and everything matters other people are like casually doing fitness and want to have like one fun day a week but just minimize the damage so and I'm, i gotta say i'm not sponsored by the rum like uh the rum industry or something but if they want to sponsor no cost they can reach out to his manager me if their numbers are increasing now with sales i expect <laughs> to get something from them but we'll see what happens um how about sleep? So something you hear quite a lot is uh, people just taking uh, like some alcohol, just one glass of alcohol uh, before bed to fall asleep easier. Um, does that work? Uh, does any of you do it perhaps? I don't think so based on what you said earlier. Anyone knows? Like um, I know that Previously, I thought that you, you know, like slept better or whatever, or it feels like you fall asleep faster uh, when you had drinks. But uh, I'm pretty sure that eventually um, you still sleep less because you often like wake up during the night or something. And I think even also your sleep quality uh, is actually lower. And I think uh, like when once I realized it, I think... Uh, uh, I think I also saw like a study on this or maybe we discussed it, Jorn. And I think like I actually uh, noticed it after a um, like social event, maybe like uh, a barbecue or something with the lab. I think I actually noticed it the next day. Like, yeah, I think I actually slept pretty bad. Um, so I think there is some data on that. I don't know kind of why you guys because... keep making fun of barbecues of our lab, like everyone is drunk. Like just for any people from any other labs, there are professional people at this lab, like me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we also no, but it's funny these people. Because it's true, as you say, Milan and Jorn, because a lot of people I always heard, they told me like, okay, if I drink a lot of alcohol, I sleep very good. And I was like, 
I never felt that way. I, I'm, I think I'm the exception. I always knew if I had a lot of alcohol, I was like, oh, fuck, this will ruin my sleep because I always wake up. Obviously, you have to go to the toilet a zillion times a night. So you really wake up by that from <laughs> that perspective. But also, I, I never had any good, a good night of sleep. I think uh, I, I don't know if this is true, but I think it's because people are so incredibly bad at standardizing things that they just come to completely the wrong conclusion so in science standardization is you keep everything the same so and then you man manipulate one thing like some dietary intervention and then whatever happens can only be caused by the one thing you changed like your intervention but when do people typically drink a lot when they stay up late so then when they go to bed kind of drunk yeah. Oh, you fall asleep easily. No surprise. So it seems like you fell asleep very easily. You have that association in your mind. Like, oh yeah, I drunk and I never lay awake for an hour when I'm drunk. Yeah, that's because it's late. Well, I'm not saying it is because of that, but I just think it makes sense that when you're drunk, it's late. You fall asleep easy and people just have that association. The fact that they their total sleep duration is, for example, I don't know if this number is true, uh, is 30 minutes less. They're not really aware of that or that they wake up for 20 times for like uh, two seconds, like these micro uh, wake up sessions. Uh, you don't you don't even remember those. So I think it's just, uh, yeah, a poor standardization resulting in incorrect conclusions. But I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe one more thing to cover. Uh, what about alcohol and just overall health? Uh, I've heard everything. I've heard people say, well, one glass of alcohol is actually very good against heart disease. And then on the other side of the spectrum is like, no, alcohol just drastically improves cancer risk. Uh, is one of the two right? Somewhere in between um, any... Any clues? Yeah, well, for the whole idea that uh, a glass of red wine uh, improves, for example, your um, your heart uh, health, um, I think so. You can find a study that says that, like, oh yeah, it's, it's it will improve your heart health, and then you can also find a study that says actually no, it doesn't. Um, and the thing is, they're looking at um, certain compounds within it uh, within the wine that you know, may act as an antioxidant, for example. Um, but then if you compare that, for example, to eating blueberries, it's probably better to eat the blueberries than to drink the wine, because then you're also getting alcohol along with the antioxidants. So I, I personally don't think that the um, that an amount of alcohol is good for your health, any amount. Um, but with regards to specific studies about uh, cancer risk and stuff, I'm not so sure. Gosh, Milan, any any clues? Have you yeah. read anything about it? No, generally I would agree with, with what Alice says. I mean, I think if you're really concerned about health, I would not recommend drinking alcohol at all. Um, again, I don't really think if you do it in moderate amounts, occasionally it's that detrimental, but I don't really see... And I mean, my I, I didn't read all the all the papers in this kind of topic. I have to admit that, of course, but I don't really see any evidence as far as what I know that that drinking a little bit of alcohol is actually better for your health. And if you wouldn't drink any alcohol. So if you are concerned with your health, I would also say if you really are very um, concerned about it, I wouldn't drink any alcohol. But 
yeah, that's again kind of what's your goal in life and what do you want to do. Yeah. So my uh, my background originally my master's was uh, in straight up nutrition and straight up nutritionist they love nutritional epidemiology so i got tons and tons of that and all the teachers did research in that and they did quite a lot of research on alcohol intake and heart disease and um, cancer risk and it's just quite clear that alcohol intake increases cancer risk but again it's very dose response like first three glasses a day they don't do that much but then after it it seems to exponentially go up um, so again i think that's just the overall lesson of the show uh, alcohol it's just not good for overall health performance for all those things however you don't have to be too afraid of it like it's not like Oh, I'm going to train tomorrow, so I better not drink a glass of alcohol in 24 hours before or after that training or I waste all the effect of training. Or if I drink one glass of wine, I waste two days of dieting. It's nowhere near as bad as that. Uh, and in fact, like one or two, maybe even three glasses uh, of alcohol a day. It's not like you're risking your life, so to speak. And it's not like, oh, that is definitely uh, undermining all my, my good efforts, my training, sleeping, nutrition. Um, I would say three glasses a day is quite a bit and less would be ideal. But don't be too afraid of it. It's like if, if a glass of wine or two a day gives you joy in life, uh, you don't have to be a nutrition slave so to speak uh, it just means that you have to dial in everything else a little bit more uh, so you're yeah so it's not true that 20 glasses of alcohol a day keeps the doctor away that's not <laughs> well it rhymes so can be coincidence okay depends on the alcohol so I don't have a whole lot of more stuff about alcohol that I know or funny myths I know. Um, any of you have any other topic to suggest? Maybe funny story about your friends? Uh, <laughs> Probably Ale has a lot of uh, those stories. Yeah, just because I have a lot of friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, then I think we're pretty much done here. Um, yeah, thank you guys for uh, joining for another episode and I'll see you probably somewhere next month. And uh, I believe, is, is it not true that we have another barbecue planned? I know at some point we did, but then I don't know with the whole COVID situation, if it's still ongoing, but maybe then we'll have some more uh, alcohol stories based on uh, what I've heard. So when is our barbecue? Next yeah. month, I think. Two planned Early even. September, right? Yeah, I think in three weeks or something. Right. Well, yeah, we have two planned. Milan is right. One with the yeah. department, uh, human biology, and one with the uh, research group. So uh, research if the group. if the barbecue study uh, gets accepted, I'm also uh, having a, a barbecue for the whole group. That will take a while, but that might be a day where I get drunk. Ooh. Depending on where that paper gets accepted, because that's just the coolest paper ever, but hey, I'm biased. 
Hey. So maybe you're, and then you get your first real beer, and then you really enjoy it, and then you actually get drunk. Yeah, can you awesome. protect my beer that I don't, that I no will. one throws any salt I will salt get one from it. a can. I will buy one from a can from the supermarket, so just to be sure that there's no solid, unless they know I'm going to buy that can, and probably the manufacturers will like add it from your own extra solid. You never know. I'll try to get like a good beer for you. Thanks, buddy. Okay, guys, thanks. Thanks to all the viewers. And um, I'll see you next time.